Welcome to the Panic Button Podcast, brought to you by XXXChurch.com. Each episode, Craig Gross answers a question or two that has got you in a panic. No topics are off limits, and all questions are encouraged. Here is your host, Craig Gross. Hey, it's Craig, and this week I got something different for you. Uh, recently, I was out in Phoenix and I had an opportunity to, to speak to some parents about just kind of the dangers online and what to do. And this is a shorter talk. I mean, we've got lots more, obviously, on the site about this, but hey, 12 minute video uh, or audio, depending on kind of where you're listening to, uh, just some helpful tips for parents uh, how to protect your kids in this online world. So enjoy it right now. My name is Jared Medlin. I help lead student ministry here at CCV. And today I get to spend some time uh, with Craig Gross. And uh, Craig, why don't you uh, tell us just a little bit about who you are and, um, and maybe just a little bit of your background as we kind of dive into this conversation of parents um, um, leading out for their, for their kids in, the, in just the realm of sexual purity. Well, yeah, my name's Craig Gross. Been married now 20 years uh, as of last month and nice. have two teenagers. So a 15-year-old and a, 13, a 15-year-old boy, a 13-year-old girl, live in Los Angeles. Um, started, this whole ministry really came out of me being a youth pastor. And so uh, I was influenced by my youth pastor, heavily involved in, in church growing up, wanted to be like him. And when I got into doing youth ministry, this was late 90s, um, the internet had come out and... In my, I was a junior high pastor, actually, and so in my junior high group, whenever we'd split the guys or the girls or, or bring up this thing, and this was in AOL dial-up days, but it was still like, kids were on it, parents were still kind of like, oh, what is this? And kids were finding porn. And that's when just kind of these light bulb moments went off where we're like, hey, what about if we help people online? It was a lot easier than obviously doing that um, you know, in, a, in an actual real setting. And so we started XXXChurch.com and we showed up in a spot online where there was desperate need. There still is. Um, but I never thought this would be something I'd do for 18 years. And uh, it was just another idea. I've, I've got plenty of domains and plenty of ideas. But man, this one stuck and we've stayed with it because of uh, the need, the just enormous need. And so I've spent quite a few years talking about it. And now, like, talking to parents... It's a whole different perspective because like I'm right in the thick of it like with you guys, you know, like, um, man, we're, these are now not my youth group kids or like somebody else's kids. Like these are real things as I talk about, like that are happening in, in our home and, and with my kids' friends and their parents. And um, man, it's gotten a, a lot re- more real in the last couple of years. I believe it. I believe it. And um, when I was in high school, I can remember finding XXX.Church, which now makes me start to feel old, too. Uh, but it was just such a helpful resource even way back then uh, in the early 2000s. But maybe today, maybe if you could speak to the parents a little bit, we live in more of a culture where pornography seems to be more the norm. Um, what would you say to parents uh, that maybe have that perspective and, and what's at stake um, for their kids if that's the way that they think about pornography. Yeah, the dangerous part here is this is the norm, but our thought as parents, I mean, I'm 42, and so if you're my age or older, or our perception of porn or our thoughts of porn are not what our kids 
see as porn. Um, I mean, Playboy actually even came out and saying, hey, we're not even, we're not, we don't want to be considered pornography. You know, for, for a while there, they, they took out all nudity. Um, and they, they, hey, we want to just be a mainstream magazine, a mainstream brand. And, and the pornography that our kids are into and watching and available online is like a whole different level. And so if that's what's so shocking about this. Like, oh, we don't see it as a big deal. And it's 20 to 50 times harder than anything that, 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 that we grew up watching or we grew up seeing, you know? And, and I'm not saying that stuff that I saw as a kid was innocent, but it was still very, um, a lot safer. And so that's why I just go, man, the, the things that we're seeing is no big deal that, that are hardcore, that are, are ruining, I have the potential to yeah, ruin your, your, your whole experience with sex. Um, and just the shocking stuff that we're seeing um, and, and just the, this like who cares mentality is, is I'm in kind of disbelief over that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that we want to be like so clear as a church is, is we're, we're not a church and, and we don't follow uh, our leader, Jesus Christ, um, with the idea of thinking that sex is a bad thing. It's not a gross thing. Um, sex is a gift from God. We want our students to understand this is a gift and it was meant to be enjoyed in the proper context, but yet pornography just continues um, to completely throw it out of how God originally intended. I think a lot of parents probably right now are just asking themselves, okay, like, hey, what's my role in this? Like, uh, am, am I supposed to have conversations with my son or my daughter? How do I do that? What would you say to them? This idea of like passive parenting, it just bothers me. Um, I did buy that.com, but because uh, we're just like, <laughs> like it's frustrating where it's like, hey, I want to be my kid's friends uh, on everything. And I don't like, man, there was non-negotiables with my family growing up. Like, hey, here's your curfew. But I think with technology, with things we don't understand as parents, it's hard to be like, hey, you can't have that because I don't, that requires me as a parent diving in and getting some knowledge about this so I can make a decision. Because I don't want to just tell my kids no to something that I have no knowledge of. But when our kids know more than we do, it puts us in a dangerous spot. And then oftentimes I see this, like passive nature of parents to just go, I don't know, like I'm too busy. But I, it's, it's remembering, I guess for me, one parent to another telling you, you're the parent. You bought the phone, you control the TV, you control the internet, you... You, you set those boundaries at your house. Now, can we protect our kids as soon as they leave and they go somewhere else? Well, to some extent, but not fully. But at your house, you can have those rules, those, those kind of uh, the groundwork that you can lay. And for me, it's less about here's a rule. It's more about, hey, here's how I want to protect you and here's why. If your kids are spending two to four to six hours in front of a, a device, they're gonna find things that you don't want them looking at. You know, if, if, if they're limited in that stuff, there's less of a chance. But when you're scrolling through your feed and then you're clicking, and, but you just go, oh no, same thing with the TV. Like I couldn't sit in front of a TV for five hours, but why do we think we can well, you know, allow our kids to just do this stuff? And if they're doing that, you have to know that, hey, their exposure to this stuff, um, it, there's a higher, way higher chance that they're gonna be exposed to things that, that you don't want them seeing. Absolutely, absolutely. So if I'm a parent and I've not engaged in these kinds of conversations, I haven't been managing my son or my daughter's phone, um, what are like some do's and don'ts when I first make this leap and I sit down with my son or daughter and I, and I start to engage? 
Give me a couple like yeah. do's, don't do's. Okay, so the first thing is actually, you can do this one without your kids. If you have, if you and your spouse are together and you're both in your home, or even if you're separated and there's a spouse involved or, or ex-spouse, I think you two need to talk. And I think you'll find some great conversation, not, hey, yeah, what do you think about this? What do you, you know, it's, you have to, if you can be in a calm place instead of a reactive place where you're just like, hey, you know what, our kids wants to date. Like, what are, what are we gonna do about that? Or, you know what, kid wants a phone for his 13th birthday. Hey, what do we think? Hey, you know, do you think this would be a problem? And I think that's gonna be a great starting point. And then for, for you and your marriage to not have that off the table, cause you're like, wait, porn's an issue? Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, what? You know, it, it's just get there first. Then as they get older, the conversations will get more uncomfortable. But I think in the junior high age, it's just, they might not be interested or they might be way too interested. So, you know, not, it, you got such a, you know, a, a difference, but I think it's a great time right now. I mean, I, I would suggest even going earlier, but if you haven't done it, don't wait till high school. So now decide, okay, if possible, I would say husbands, dads talk to sons, moms talk to daughters for that first conversation. But longer, the, the days are gone where we can just be one and done and go, okay, yeah, I talked to you and cross it off the list. But I think that initial conversation, I don't think you need a syllabus. You don't need to overthink it. Um, you need to come in and just ask questions and get your kid talking. What I would say is use everyday opportunities to continue the conversations. When they know, they, they can Google this or they can come to you. Yep. And I think that's the difference where it's like, if you can provide a safety and you can provide Hey, you know what? No questions are bad. I mean, if you can open that up and then not, not make, it, uh, make it safe, make it casual, make it, hey, this isn't going to be awkward, but yeah, we're going to be able to continue to speak into these things and keep them talking, keep them asking questions and be okay with going, you know what? I don't know what that is. And, and th those are hard things to navigate, but the earlier you can get there, I think that the better that you'll be. And Craig, I, I really like how you answered that question uh, in your book as well. Uh, it's called Touchy Subjects. Um, Craig, if you were just going to say just a little bit to yeah. parents about this book and how they can use it as a resource moving forward, what would you say? And as you're raising kids, as they're getting older, you're going to be not bombarded, but just there's going to be more things that come your way out of the blue you didn't have prepared for or you didn't you know, you weren't aware of. So I think what the book maybe does do is helps you go, oh, that day's coming? Cool. All right, I'm glad it's not tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and kind of sets you up for some of that instead of like, oh yeah, have you, uh, you know, reacting. Because I think when you, most people hit me up on our site or visit our site in a reactive state. Wherever you're at, it's so much easier to not be um, in a reactive, being proactive on this. And it's way calmer and you're not, urgent, you know, but when your kid's looking at porn and you find out and now in the middle of the night, you're like, okay, what are we going to do right now? Gosh, your, your whole world's kind of upside down. So awesome that you're actually interested in this and just, man, take this stuff as it comes and, and, and don't, don't stress too much. But hey, we try to give you some shortcuts, so to speak, in, in the book that, that might help.
listening to the Panic Button Podcast. If you want Craig to answer your question on an upcoming episode, please email panicbutton at xxxchurch.com. Or if you're using the Anchor app, please go to your user profile, tap the message button, and hit record, and then hit save, and then send it.